I should have looked for you. When you were in purgatory, I... I should have turned over every stone, but I didn't. I stopped. And I've never forgiven myself for it. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single, every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. We are back. We are in the middle of season 11, and it's a good time. We're having a pretty good time. And if y'all thought for even a single second that we were going to skip an episode, forget about it. Forget about it. No, no episode skips. This is a no episode no, skips. No skip run. As anybody who's into the Mario yep. Maker <laughs> Twitch community yeah. would recognize, this is a no skip run. You didn't have to clarify. I think everyone knew. Everyone. What you meant. Knew. <laughs> There's a lot of crossover in the supernatural fandom and Mario Maker Twitch users. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pog champ, Chris. Is my feelings about season eleven. Yes, yeah, same. <laughs> When do I read my intro? <laughs> uh, first, you tell everybody how you're doing today. I'm doing great. Excellent. I'm geared up and I'm ready to be back in the Supernatural saddle. Jeremy, how are you? I'm doing very well, um, mostly because we have a bunch of people on Patreon. They give us money every month because they mm-hmm. want to support the show. If other people want to do that, they can go to patreon.com slash monster of the week. All sorts of cool stuff in there, uh, including our recently slightly revamped uh, Discord server. I, I, I moved some channels. We deleted some channels. We added some channels. There's a fanfic channel called. It Chris, sure is. I'm gonna give you credit for this one. What's it called? Dean's Diary. I love it. I fucking love it. Because uh, nothing has just ever given a normal name. Of course not. No, that, that would just be super boring. Um, so yeah. check that out. Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. Chris, please catch us up on season eleven. All right. Last time on Supernatural. Out of the frying pan and into the fire, or in this case, out of the cage and into the fishbowl. Despite being resisted by Sam, Lucifer, promising to be able to defeat Amara, managed to convince Castiel to say yes and allow him into his vessel. I don't know if that's how that works, but uh, though Sam and Dean aren't yet aware of this, Lucifer's schemes have already cost Rowena her life. And now, despite being firmly back in town, the boys are down an angel and up two enemies. Uh, it's weird that Lucifer essentially created a bunch of demons that don't have to ask permission before they possess a body, but he still does. He's still got to play by the rules. Still, he's, he's still, still got to play, play by, by the rules because he's an archangel. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, let's just real briefly. Uh, I was <clears throat> extremely concerned about this episode. 
the tagline that I like to read at the end of the episodes just had D Wallace guest stars. I didn't know who that was. I looked it up. It was the mom from ET who cares. She's fine. I don't know why she's this, when she gets <laughs> this line. Um, but this episode is actually like super fun and yeah. like not terrible. And I really expected this to be like a mid season monster of the week kind of episode with no real ties to the overall plot and just kind of a throwaway thing. And it could have been that, uh, but I think our, our side characters save the day and Sam and Dean do some like kind of emotional searching throughout this that I find mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah. Uh, and there's a monster. There's a CG monster. There's a really bad CG monster. Um, you want to get into it? Are you, do you have yeah. some? Okay. Uh, we, ca- we start in, uh, in Ireland uh, 30 years ago. Um, we see a, um, a, a couple living out in like a cottage somewhere and this guy's trying to calm his baby down. Um, and to make a long story short, he starts hearing a banshee scream. Um, and his wife comes in and she sees him freaking out. She suddenly like understands what's happening, uh, and is trying to, to do something to, to stop this. She's like filling up a bowl of water. Um, and meanwhile, the husband, who's the only one who can hear this screaming, starts like bashing his head against the wall because he's just like trying to get it to stop um then we actually see the banshee which you're right does not look good but i was so thrilled because it's like an actual like like they it's a monster like they put a, a monster in supernatural like it looks a like monster. a person but it yeah but its legs are missing its face is glowing and like its hair yeah. is like flying everywhere like it, it looks floats. really cool it floats it floats does it walk i mean it doesn't look cool but it, it's cool that they did it you know what i mean i 100 know what you mean my um yeah. The the girl that sits with my father in law during the day um, watches the TV show Charmed, and uh, I have I have walked through my living room several times to just and just been taken aback by the level of CGI effects to the TV show Charmed, and I am it's not quite that bad, but boy, are we operating on the same kind of level? Like somebody was like, let's make a banshee. Like, what is it going to look like? Yeah, sure, that's fine. Yeah, do it. That, Cut that it, thing. print it, push it out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is this is kind of visceral in a way. Uh, like when the when the dude starts bashing his head against the wall and screaming, like "Get it out!" Like that's it's bad. That's bad news. And uh, I I I really like the fact that they don't like linger on this mom doing spell stuff. It's just like, oh shit, she knows how to do yeah. spells. Yeah, they just they they play it pretty cool. They play it pretty tight. Um, so she does this spell, but not before the banshee like truly, um, really roughs them up. Yes. Um, and so the last thing that we see here is, you know, the dad is down, mom is bleeding out, and she crawls over to the crib where her baby has been sleeping um, and essentially dies while looking at her daughter. And the last thing that we see is that the baby's ear is bleeding. Um, mm. And then splash screen. Cut to Sam. What's he doing, Jeremy? He's tossing. He's turning. Combing, combing that wig that he wears. He's combing that wig. <laughs> he just makes it want it. good for the next day. Yeah. Doesn't want Dean making yeah. fun of him for the, wearing that he's wig. He's so he he loses sleep all the time because he's worried he's going to wake up and it's going to be messed up and Dean's going to see it. If Dean causes a toupee one more fucking time, I'm going to lose <laughs> my long ass shit about this. I am so <laughs> angry. Uh, no, Dean. Excuse me. Sam is very restless. Uh, he is remembering all of the shit that Lucifer said to try to convince Sam to say yes to being his vessel. Um, something to the effect of, you have to watch all the people you left die. You have to be ready for that, but you're not. Uh, and he decides that instead of sleeping, he's going to get up and clean guns 
where he is met by my favorite character in the supernatural universe, Bathrobe Dean. Bathrobe Dean. He's, he's there again. Bathrobe Dean is back. Season 11 um, is the best season, if only because we got not one, but at least two appearances by Bathrobe Dean. And I love it. I was utterly shocked to see a second appearance of Bathrobe Dean and, and utter, utterly delighted alongside it. Could um, not believe it. So happy that he's here. I hate to see him leave. Love to what? Uh, love to. Yep. Love, you know what I'm saying. Love to get them wet. Um, Love to get them so. <laughs> I like that they're kind of with Sam's, you know, issues here. They're pulling up little like plot threads from three seasons ago, um, where and it's going to come up later. The feeling that he should have looked for Dean in Purgatory, um, that always felt somewhat unresolved to me, and and maybe this is sort of just fan service of let's let's address a thing to make people like sam more because some people probably still hung up about the fact that in season eight he got a girlfriend and a dog and didn't look for dean in purgatory um but i like that they they're kind of bringing that up again it's something that probably would bother sam especially now that he he went through his um mid-series arc of uh flip-flopping back and forth and now it seems like sam is really like back on board of the hunter life it seems like that's where they want him to stay for now um, so it makes more sense for him to now, especially after Lucifer reminded of him of all this stuff, to be reflecting on his past mistakes, mistakes, and to be uh, reflecting on things that he regrets and things he wishes he could have done differently, and, and one of them being um, not searching for Dean. Yeah, and and this is all brought up like really logically within the show. This doesn't feel forced. The boys don't argue about it. Sam talks about it. Dean listens and responds and, Hey, you don't have to worry about that. But Sam says something to the extent of, well, yeah, I do. Like I can't help myself. Um, Dean doesn't get angry or yell at him to, you know, you need to stop having feelings. You, you, you yeah. pussy or some sh- weird Sam, shit like right, that. Right. <laughs> um, that season one, Dean season yeah. 11, Dean, he's in a bathrobe. He might be a little high. Uh, <laughs> he's just, he's had like half of an edible gummy bear. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Just, like, he's, he's just, just a he's, tiny, <laughs> tiny bit. Not enough. Like he could probably, he could drive. And that's, that's saying something. Yeah, um, he's just dosing CBD oil. That's all it is. Like it's not even high. real marijuana. It's just some CBD oil. You know what I'm saying yeah yeah a little bit mixed in um, with your coffee so, to have a great morning <laughs> relax don't get stressed out stay in the bathroom for an extra hour you know yeah live um, a little dean what are you doing dean but um sam's got like high functioning anxiety right now it's like he he knows he shouldn't be worrying about this stuff but he like he hasn't left the bunker in days he's like spiraling on like all the shit that he's focused on because he's just stressed out he's having anxiety and dean's being super chill about it he's like dude one toke and I swear to God, you'll be good. Just, just, um, but no, Dean. Just Dean says he's got a. Um, let, me, let me smoke you out, bro. <laughs> dude, let me just smoke you out. We'll get the fishbowl cast style, and we'll just do this thing. I'm gonna get a dab of um, fishbowl and the remote to the Netflix TV. We're gonna have a good morning. <laughs> Sam is like, it's nine a.m. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Um, four cups of coffee already, dude. <laughs> Uh, Dean decides it's time to distract Sam. He has found yeah. a case extremely close by. It's at a retirement home community where a man was found with his head bashed in. But the trick is all of the doors and windows were locked and he was inside on his mm-hmm. own. Uh, Sam doesn't. Necessarily- I don't know about you, Jeremy, but that sounds like our kind of thing. This sounds kind of like our thing, Chris. I don't know how you feel about it, but it sounds like our thing. Sam oh, yeah. initially doesn't really care about this. He's like, I want to talk about the darkness. I want to talk about Castiel, who we haven't heard from. And then, of course, we switch over to Castiel, who is, as people might remember, currently possessed by Lucifer. Chris, I have an important question for you. Ask me. The fandom refers to this uh, character quite a bit as Cassifer. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. We need to pick a better name. We can't as monster yeah. of the week admins. We we are not. I just I just refuse to use the name <laughs> Cassifer. Can you help me uh-huh. out and establish a name for this character that's going to? What live about Lustiel? Lustiel. I like Lustiel. Okay, I'm I'm into that. I was also thinking like I don't know. Lucifer? Does that work? Lucifer <laughs> sounds good to me. Um, I pretty much call him Lucifer throughout my uh, notes to not get confused. Yes. Um, obviously, like when he's pretending to be cast, like, I made note of that. Mm-hmm. But like here, so we see him, it's Lucifer as played by Misha Collins, hanging out at a playground because why wouldn't he be hanging out at a playground? Um, I mean, it's a park. Not every park is a playground, Chris. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Someone in the uh, Discord I, asked why angels are always hanging out in parks on park benches, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's that's, that's true. What's going yeah. on? Um, there is some fella who seems to be tailing him. Mm. So Lucifer gets off acting all like Lucifer, um, which I know, like Misha Collins is like portraying a wholly different person, and you can see it. But I also think it's incredibly goofy. Um, it's, so Lucifer, it's, it's weird because it's incredibly goofy. And it's a fucking acting achievement, right? Like it we, really is. We it ta- really is. We talked about it in the the very end of the last episode where this is revealed, and Bisha Collins puts on the Mark Pellegrino sneer on his own face. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, having gone to Mark Pellegrino's house and studied that man's face, which is just above and beyond the Call of Duty. Thank you for taking. It that seems sacrifice. like you could just like you could just watch some like YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. You could instead. just you could just watch the Joker and get get pretty much halfway yeah. there. Uh huh. But uh-huh. um. Like it's it is a truly it's truly an acting achievement, but it also like every time I see Castiel do that smirk, I just I just start chuckling. Like it's not scary; it's just, <laughs> just goofy. goofy. It's just very goofy. Um, he's doing a great job, but it's also goofy. So he this this angel or whoever is tailing him. Lucifer leads him out into like the woods on a nature trail and then confronts him. Um, for some reason, I was uh, my interest was piqued by the fact that there's just a squirrel in the background of one of these shots, just like running around and causing him. Causing a little uh, little mess in the background there, because uh, you'd think that a squirrel would just run away, but no, whole camera crew there. Squirrel showed up. He's he's it's his time to shine. Anyway, um, this angel confronts Lucifer and is like, "I'm about to kill you, dude." And Lucifer obviously is like, "That's hilarious that you think definitely, that." Uh, definitely not going to happen. Lucicas is that is that anything? Uh, Lucicas is what I said. Okay, we'll say we'll stick with Lucicas. I'm still. I think there's something there. I think there's a bit we could work out of this better than better. I than don't know Lucille. if I want to. I think knowing that Cassifer or whatever already exists uh-huh. makes me think. You know, maybe this is one that we just avoid. Maybe okay. we just we All rise right. above. You okay. know, that's interesting. I, that's that's we are truly the Sam and Dean of podcasters, and that uh-huh, I think that there's uh-huh. a bit here, and you absolutely do not want to consider that there is one. Uh, it's just one of those little fandom nuggets that Chris, I think. You know what, Chris? This I'm, definitely feels like our, our kind of thing is all i'm saying i don't know i'm just not sure that i'm ready for it and again i vote that we rise above but we'll see how this unfolds <laughs> so yeah this angel uh, attempts to murder uh lustiel and uh of course he doesn't let him so, and uh, mm-hmm. lustiel says instead like oh i'm the only one that can help you you're the you can only stop the darkness with my help. Like you guys shot your shot and it didn't go anywhere. You need some Lucifer X Maxina, which thank you, supernatural writers. I guess thank uh, you, writers. We appreciate that. The angel lunges at Lustiel and mm-hmm. Lustiel snaps him, snaps, and the dude just explodes. And then he licks the exploded blood off of his face because he's Lustiel and he has to do that kind of thing. Hell yeah, dude! Um, is it working better the more I say it, or is it? 
not. Yeah, no, I'm really feeling it. Okay, I'm really feeling good. it. I feel okay, like, cool, it, cool, feel, cool. it feels like it's a Castlevania villain, Lustiel. Lustiel. Oh, show me the fight, Lustiel. <laughs> like Cassifer, just... I'm just like, mm, that's like a, you know, it's just, I don't Cassifer know. Cassifer is a He's... plant. Cassifer is a plant with that has like fronds, right? Cassifer is like a pretty boy from the Fantastic Beast series. Like he's just not. Chris, he's I'm not going anything. out of town for a few days. Would you mind coming over here and watering my Cassifers? I don't want them to. Get, I don't want them. No to problem. Die. Is it all right if if Lustiel comes with me? Oh, definitely, definitely. That's gonna be a problem. <laughs> he sets off yeah. all of my alarms, all of my yeah. <laughs> angel rune alarms. Yeah. Um, um, so this dude's dead. Like R.I.P. Yeah. Nifiel, I think is what his name. <laughs> I appreciate you stopping to to take the time to to remember his name because I didn't even know he was named. That, it definitely wasn't in the show. It was just the credits. So all right, all right. <laughs> um, Sam and Dean head to the Oak Park retirement home. Um, Sam's still being all doom and gloom. He's not partying with bathrobe Dean, who, by the way, wore the bathrobe not over but under his FBI garment. So he's looking a little bit puffy this episode yeah yeah he's looking a little bloated he's looking a little bloated uh but he's got a whole bathroom folded up underneath there and if you guys think that that's going to affect uh the women folk from noticing how hot jensen ackles is nope it's not got another thing coming don't 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 believe the hype he's he yeah anyway um this this as they roll up the uh song from the cold open is playing on the loudspeakers uh outside the retirement home and inside the retirement home which makes me think that this is the worst place to be in, in, in mm-hmm. this whatever town this is in. Because, like, what yeah. am I doing? I'm just walking by here and I have to hear, like, whatever 40s dance yeah. tune you're playing? What the fuck? Don't need it. Not interested. Um, so they go in. They they talk to the concierge or whoever the hell. Um, he This actor has been on Supernatural before. He's a, he's a familiar face, for sure. What? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, he's 100% been here before. Or on something else that I've seen as much as Supernatural. <laughs> um, uh, he overheard the victim in this case saying, get it out of my head. Um, so there's their there's their, their next clue. Mm. Um, from there, Sam obviously sneaks or is given permission to go to the crime scene. I assume that Sam snuck up there. Um, and while this is happening, I actually like the way that they kind of edit this. Is Sam looking around the crime scene while we're getting voiceover of Dean talking to this dude from the retirement home, explaining to Dean, you know, everything that's, that's been happening. Yeah. Which is basically like, people hate this dude that died. Like he, we're going to find out later that he like stole everybody's Viagra, which seems like, which (sighs) Dean's going to call out as a real dick dick move later. And Mm -hmm. yeah, super cool. Um, Sam is getting EMF, by the way, like orbing like crazy. EMF's going nuts. Um, Dean and the manager briefly meet Mildred, uh, who basically just has sex with Dean, like with Mm -hmm. one look, I think is the Mm -hmm. easiest way to to describe that. The look that she was in a Spielberg movie. All right. I I mean, a lot of people can say a lot of blue people can say that now, apparently like the. I don't know where I'm going with the avatar. What does that even mean? Gotta get out of here. (laughs) Uh, Loose TL. (laughs) We're not back to loose TL just yet. The best bet. Um, (laughs) The best bet. So the guy, the guy working at the um, uh, retirement home, his name is Arthur. He got dumped via emojis. Um, And he responded with a poop emoji, I believe. And that's, that's what got him in the, in the shitter. Um, Thinking face. Dot cool, by the way. Yes. Yes. Thinking face. Dot cool. Dean asks the usual routine questions about, you know, ghosts. <laughs> He's like, yo, are you guys haunted? Or uh, I think that's the question he usually asks. Yes. Um, and so this is where we find out that, yes, the victim had a lot of enemies. Um, Sam, as this is being said, finds that stash of stolen Viagra. 
Um, this guy's also been stealing chicks, shit like that. Um, so now they're thinking, oh, he, he might have been killed by another ghost, this dude who he was stealing checks from, Jake Townsend. Um, so immediate plan is to go to the graveyard and, um, and dig up this body, because why not? Why not do, like, one more minute of investigation just to save yourself mm-hmm. nope. the effort of digging up, digging up a grave in a public graveyard? But, you know, they love to dig. Did you um, notice that Dean stole the Viagra? Like, a thing of Viagra in this scene? <laughs> I did not. He he picks up one of the things when Sam is not looking and like slips it into his bathroom pocket. It's what? like no bit here. Like he literally steals some Viagra. He literally does that. Which makes That's me weird. <laughs> have so many questions. Like, is he experiencing some kind of erectile dysfunction that he, yeah. we just we're not privy to because, you know, him and Cass have their own special time together? Or right, right. like, is it just like, oh, I'm going to go have a wild night? one night or i'm gonna put this in sam's drink because it seems like the kind of thing the dean would do bathroom <laughs> dean um <laughs> just give your brother a boner dude. <laughs> bathroom dean just loves to give sam a boner oh um, my god just making a lot of tit jokes <laughs> it's just you know it ain't right but it is what it is so they dig it up this body yes dean's not doing anything i don't think uh dean asks sam if he's okay um and sam reveals that he's still you know pretty messed up about the whole situation with lucifer because lucifer brought up some stuff that he thought he had forgotten about um stuff that he's ashamed of the boys are having a conversation about their feelings for like the second time in this episode Um, and dean's got the bathroom back out um and he says um oh dean's still being pretty chill about everything because as far as they know lucifer is still in the cage yes so he's just telling sam you're never going back in that cage and he's never getting out so you're good like i know you're bummed out i know he made you feel bad but like you don't need to worry about this anymore um he's trying to be lighthearted of his brother Mm -hmm. like without Mm -hmm. like knocking him down a peg without making jokes about it without like making shitty jokes about mental health just saying like hey do you like this these things I, I know you're worried but like you don't have anything to worry about and also if you need to talk up here to which sam declines sam's like no i just want to finish this job and get home and just have like six more edibles because it's the only thing that makes me mm-hmm. feel anything mm-hmm. in this world it's the yeah, edibles and viagra is my night dude <laughs> my blood flow is all fucked up <laughs> it is a rush like you would not believe (laughs) can't smell winchester without edibles and viagra am i right (laughs) uh back at the retirement home arthur starts to heal to hear the banshee mildred's right in front of him but she doesn't hear anything uh the lights go out he sees the banshee we see the banshee he starts bleeding from his ears and his eyes and all that stuff he's smashing his head and then he throws himself out the window uh the banshee follows him out the window and mildred watches her the banshee eat arthur yes eat eat his brain specifically eat his brains hell yeah dude and the next um, day because sam and dean are obviously back on site to to investigate this latest murder and also probably very much regretting having just exhumed and burned a body for no apparent reason they're exhausted <laughs> so tired sounds like i can't believe you got me super high and took me to a graveyard i Deep. can't believe we desecrated another grave can you please take the bathroom off it smells like grave dirt i don't like it <clears throat> Uh, no Mildred way. straight no up tells Sammy. <laughs> Mildred just says like, yeah, I saw this and you're never going to believe it, but I saw a ghost 10 years ago and I think this is another one. And when Dean is like, yeah, we'll believe you. Uh, she is over the moon that this extremely attractive man at a bathroom is, is believing her story. Meanwhile, Sam 
just starts staring at a maid for no reason. I really think this is awkwardly introduced. Like he just notices a girl and is like, that chick seems suspicious. So I think that the, I, the reason that Sam notices her is because she's like listening in. Um, and it's like, or to, oh, she's not. Um, it seems that she, like they have her attention. Like when she's like kind of like looking over at them when he catches her eye or, or notices her. And so I think he's like, oh, hey, maybe this woman knows something because she was nearby listening in but that's again not not what was happening yes um so sam goes over uh to interview her mildred holds dean back from following um we go over and we meet uh a woman named marlene marlene is hearing impaired uh but was not working when any of these murders happened uh sam according to the wiki uh makes the sign for fuck you thinking that it's the sign for thank you do not know oh. if this cannot cannot confirm. Unconfirmed. According to the wiki, uh, Sam and Marlene are flirting hard. Is this flirting? Is <laughs> I this don't know. I is? feel like they were flirting the whole time. Uh, there did seem to be um, a little chemistry here. I think I Sam know, was, was Sam was flirting a little bit during this. He was right? trying to impress her. That's all I'm saying. I have, um, I have a very important question for you, Chris. Uh huh. Do you ship it? Yeah, I ship it. You ship um, it. Cool. Yeah, he doesn't know Rowena's dead yet. He doesn't know his girlfriend's dead yet. He needs to move on before he finds out. Um, so I, at this point, was like, oh, this was the baby from the cold open. Yes, 100%. Got it. Mm-hmm. We're good. She has red um, hair, and they came from Ireland. Like, this is a no Locked in, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So later on, they find out that uh, the frontal lobe was missing from, I assume, both bodies. Um, Dean says this tracks with a banshee. Um, it forces people to crack open their own heads and then she feeds on them. Um, they travel through mist and they only feed on the vulnerable. They always hunt at night and pick a place, uh, or, or they pick a place clean before moving on. So they're clearly going to like, I don't know if I wrote, just copied down verbatim what Dean was saying, but I wrote that in a fashion that was different than the way that I normally take notes. Um, <laughs> so Dean, Dean knows that they need a golden plated dagger or weapon of some sort. Um, so he's going to head back to the bunker. It's literally an hour away. So he's just going to run there, well, run there. It's take an edible. Then he, drive back. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this dab and run right home. Is uh, that micro dosing? Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. He's micro dosing CBD oil at this point. Just eye drops. Like it was a LSD. Yeah. He's just experimenting. He's trying to see what makes it's him feel just good. Like, it's just you know, he messing wants around. to still be okay to drive. He's he in his thirties. He's a little different. Has, he's like he, almost 40. Dude. He, he, he can do whatever a, the fuck he wants. He has a stressful <laughs> job. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Is he has a weird romantic life, like very bizarre. Uh-huh. He's uh-huh. kind of in this thing with a God, but also with this angel, a lot of weird stuff happening. Let him microdose some CBD Let him oil. microdose. I would argue that Dean's had a, had the worst thirties of anyone I know. <laughs> Not the dirty thirties, the worsty thirties, no, the worsty thirties. Like, it's like, I don't know. I don't know how old he was when he went to hell. <laughs> But I don't even think that matters. Uh, one important bit that I, I wrote down about the Banshee lore, um, besides all of the stuff that you said, actually two things. Uh, number one, they eat their own eggs. So just the implication that these these weird ephemeral floating objects like apparently like sit down and like lace pop out a couple of eggs every once in a while and they're like ooh scramble them bad boys up with some cheese and some avocado I just don't understand. you know what I'm saying I just don't understand uh also Is, are they birds I don't, <laughs> I don't know don't know why they have eggs like uh, supernatural writers you're making this up <laughs> like, yeah why, why are you including fuck, stuff dude? about the eggs <laughs> yeah uh, Sam in the background did somebody say eggs did somebody say eggs um so, Dean, 
It's just eggs. Ch- it's just eggs. Just eggs. That's what it is. Uh, no demons down here, Dean. It's just pure eggs. It's just eggs. It's just nothing. It's just nothing but raw, pure, unadulterated eggs. Just banshee eggs all over. Half-eaten banshee eggs all over this kitchen, Dean. Dean, I'm in Arthur's room. You're not going to believe it. Banshee eggs everywhere. <laughs> Dean, you have Dean, to. Are you microdosing? You Can you hear me? You have to stop microdosing and pay attention to the eggs, Dean. Dean, I'm going to eat one. <laughs> It's just eggs. <laughs> um, so we see Marlene watching him go get in his car or whatever. So something's up with this chick. Um, yeah. Dean arrives at the bunker immediately. She knows he's microdosing. She, I can <laughs> she wants to get him fired. <laughs> he shouldn't be microdosing on the job. He's a federal agent. He's a federal agent. Uh, Dean arrives at the bunker, immediately notices something is weird. He hears like some weird breaking glass and rummaging sounds. Let's call it what it is. Call it what it is. It's a ruckus. It's he hears a ruckus and he comes back to find Casa Lucy? Cast Lucifer in the body of Cast Lucifer, as portrayed by Misha Collins, is rooting around in some old files with his jacket off, looking hot as hell, True. saying he's he's trying to look into the darkness, Dean. I cannot Here, believe, come microdose with me, Dean. I can't believe that they let Castiel, or excuse me, uh, Lustiel, um, get basically naked on screen. Right? It's he, he is Castiel without his jacket is essentially naked. It it's is so provocative. I can't handle. He it. He is essentially naked and also a very sensual look. Am I right? Like you see, you see a person. You see Professor McGonagall in her robes 99.9% of the time, and then suddenly she takes that robe off, even though she still is is dressed from head to toe in a in to the neck, collar, all covered up. But because she doesn't have that robe on, suddenly you're like, damn, McGonagall, you fine. Don't know why that was my example. Damn, McGonagall. Cast- all of a sudden, my wand is made from ironwood. <laughs> Castiel taking his jacket nope. off is 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 Castiel take I I was letting it roll off the back, bro. Um, <laughs> I figured I would get some hate for Ironwood. Castiel, man, looking hot as fuck. And Dean is like immediately flustered. He's like, I'm microdosing, and I'm on like two hits of Viagra right now. My body doesn't know how to respond because the microdosing is counteracting the weird blood flow that the Viagra is pulling up in me. He's having he's having a head rush right now. He doesn't know what to do. Yes. Um, so Lustiel says he's looking for a spell to draw Amara out, um, and says that he's should have ended it when Amara was hurt, but he was unable to Dean, uh, remarkably for this episode, uh, out of nowhere, just has a conversation with what he thinks is his best friend and fish boyfriend just has a conversation it feels like it's been a long time since gene has had a conversation because most of the time most of the time he's just yelling at people about things (laughs) uh and he tells castiel um you know hey i i had two shots to draw mara out uh but didn't but i struck out both times and i wasn't able to get it done and uh that's when lustiel asks him to tell him everything and we switch back over to sam yeah he um, has to now tell he has to now tell his boyfriend that he kissed another girl ooh. this is weird because it no it's not weird but it like it kind of makes it seem like dean genuinely has a crush on her like some of the stuff that, like at the end of the episode when he's like lying awake i wasn't thinking like oh dean's worried i was like does dean like legit have a crush or is he like shell-shocked because he saw castiel without his jacket on um it's uh um, there's it's like it's he's like a little schoolboy. he's he says like you know i i, I wanted to kill her I, I can't remember exactly the phrasing of the line but i wanted to kill her 
Um, but I couldn't, and I'm not even sure, like, she, like she had this weird thing over me and I kind of even liked it. And like, you know, Castellucifer is saying like, are you serious? And Dean's like, I know, man, I know. Like, I can't help it. Like, it does feel like there's this connection drawing the two of these together. I've seen some people on the monster of the week discord say that this doesn't feel very sexual between the, between Amara and Dean. And I, at this point in the season 11, highly disagree. Like uh-huh. it, fe- it feels like it has a ton of sexual tension. And it feels like this leans into that of Dean being like, I'm kind of into this chick that wants to destroy the world and I can't help myself. Like, I don't even know yeah. why, whether or not this is a magic connection or just actual, just raw sexual tension. I'm, I, I don't, I think we're too early for it, but I, I think it's probably more of the former. I think that Dean probably wouldn't let those kind of feelings get in the way of anything. I think that they exist organically, but also there is that magical connection that is like enhancing it that mm-hmm. he can't really like look away from it, even though he wants to. Um, but then in this episode, they go and have Castiel take his top off. So I don't know, man. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what happens. Uh, he's like, I don't, all right, I'm not going to dwell on it, but it's a lot. Go ahead. Go, get, get into it, man. This is what the podcast Just is Just the way for. that he's leaning against that table. I was yeah. like, damn, Cass. Who is you? <laughs> when, where can I find you? <laughs> Do you want to have a blue peel in this dropper of uh, CBD oil? <laughs> yeah. They're sitting, they're sitting cross-legged on the dining room table, microdosing and talking about lore. I don't know. All right. So Sam goes to check on Mildred. Yes. He tells her, hey, by the way, we're not really FBI. Hope that doesn't make you uncomfortable. Um, we're monster hunting brothers. She takes that super well. No super big deal. Like NBD dog. Yeah, I, I could tell this a million miles away. No worries. It's all good. I won't ever tell a single soul. Even though Dean said that this retirement home is 15 minutes away from your house. Like I will definitely never tell anybody about this experience. Yeah. Um. So they do some like product placement with a tablet or something like that. And then she says that she recognizes the Banshee. Um, because she saw it the night before. <laughs> um, and Sam tells her, uh, I, you know, these banshees only prey on the vulnerable. And I went through your medical records and I saw that you have a heart condition. So we think you're next. Uh, all right, take a nap. See you later. I'll be back in yeah. a couple of hours. <laughs> Just chill out, like try to sleep. Cause like tonight you definitely won't be able to, cause there'll be a banshee trying to kill you. <laughs> Because of your heart condition, which I legally yeah. obtained the, your health information for. Yeah, no, no I love sweat. that he just a violation. Never heard of it. He lets jets. He just drops yeah. like I'm not an FBI agent. I'm a hunter who kills monsters. You're being hunted by a banshee, which I'm going to try to kill with a gold blade because and you I have a heart condition. Access your medical records illegally. <laughs> All right, see you later. Good talk. Yeah, <laughs> this, it's been real. All right, catch this, you later. This fucking conversation. Um. He also asked Mildred about Marlene, um, who says, oh, that we only have one uh, um, maid on this floor and she's not deaf and uh, she's been on vacation. Um, But if you do know a deaf person, send her my way because I want to practice my signing. Uh, And then we get this like weird filmed chase sequence almost where Marlene, the maid, is like furiously pushing her cart through hallways and Sam is also walking through other hallways <laughs> and eventually they catch up each other in the laundry room. Yeah. Um, Sam busts in there and he sees that strange symbols have been painted on the walls, probably in blood. Um, and then suddenly Marlene cuts her hand and then uses it, uh, as a spell to seal Sam against the wall, like onto this like sigil that she's painted there and approaches him with her golden knife, thinking that he's the Banshee because of when she was, eavesdropping on them before she was reading their lips 
reading their lips while they talked about the Banshee feeding on people. So she misunderstood, thinking that they were, in fact, the Banshee feeding on people. Um, Thankfully, he's able to convince her that they're hunters. She tests the knife on him. It's fine. He doesn't react. Um, And sure enough, yeah, she's the girl from the cold open. Um, She was found by a hunter after her parents died. um, And she was trained in the life, just like Sam and Dean. Um, The person who raised her also was a um, man of letters. So Sam is like, hey, we're just like you. We're both legacies. Um, her mom or her dad was a bit of letters. A hunter raised her. Right, right, a hunter, right, right, a hunter right, named right, right. Lillian found her in the crib uh, and then raised her. I only, only mentioned that because it's th- like it's going to be a thing later. Um, but also because like, where is the spinoff episode for Lillian and Marlene? <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. I want to <laughs> please tell me more about Lillian supernatural writers. Um, she's surprised to know that Sam and Dean are quote unquote legacies. She's surprised to know that there's a thing called legacies. Uh, and then we just leave this conversation to go back to the bunker where Dean is packing up one of like 15 gold blades that they have now, because what is this show? They just have gold blades laying they just around. Have this shit. They don't have to go to like talk to a dude in the back alley. No, they, used to have or, to, they used to have to go to colleges. Yeah. And strange back alleys. And now they've just got a bunker. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I got a legal college professor that specializes in gold metallurgy. Yeah. I think he can help it's, us out. <laughs> and the bunker's only 50 minutes away. He's right. played by a guy um, that used to be a predator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Dean continues to tell Lucifer about Amara. Um, Lucifer is like, oh shit, dude, you're attracted to her. Oh yeah. Sk- um, yeah. When I was talking about that conversation, this is the conversation I meant earlier. Yeah, when yeah, they start talking Dean about says it. that he's, he's scared of this attraction, but he doesn't feel like he can resist it. Um, and Lucifer pretending to be Cass obviously reassures him and says, oh, well, maybe we can, uh, maybe we can use that to draw her out. You know, maybe this will be a good thing. We can use it against her. Everything's going to be okay though. So don't worry about it. And Dean is like, man, you're being like surprisingly supportive. Usually you just like swim around your bowl and <laughs> make blub blub noises. Um, <laughs> Sam God. calls. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Sam calls, tells Dean to, um, look up the dude from the men of letters. Um, and, and you know she the girl's story checks out essentially mm-hmm. um and weirdly enough mm-hmm. like for some reason the men of letters thought it was important to send this dude to europe as like a, a european contingent of the men of letters because uh i don't know if you know this chris america is not the only place that like weird shit pops off like i bet oh. I, I bet there's ghosts in europe somewhere right wow. there's got to be yeah, a ghost in europe. yeah never would have thought of that um <laughs> yeah this cold opens in ireland um so, uh, yeah, meanwhile, um, Mildred and Marlene are signing about St- Sam and Dean, um, mostly about how Mildred wants to double team them, I think. Um, anyway, I do. I, 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 this is probably a good point to a good spot to point this out. Uh, the the horniness for Mildred for Dean is a little over the top for me in this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's it, it's a it's a TV trope uh, that I am just kind of done with. Uh, not necessarily specifically to supernatural, but with all things mm-hmm. like, oh, it's the awkward younger guy who's doesn't know how to confront this attraction from an older lady or whatever. Right. Well, and you're I, not into it anymore because you're you know old, you're an old guy now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a, as as a guy that's almost forty, I'm exclusively dating eighteen year olds. As as you do, um, yeah. As as somebody who's still uh, full of youth, yes. this is my kind. This is my kind of trope. Th- this is your kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, but I do like that because uh, she's asking Marlene, like, I've, or she's telling Marlene, I've got dicks, whose name is actually Eileen, by the way, or Eileen, uh, not Marlene. Um, oh, yeah, she does correct him at some point, and then I 
just kept calling her Marlene. Same. My entire, all of my notes are Marlene. And then I was like, oh, wait, you guys just picked a name that rhymed just specifically to fuck with me. Okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, but Mildred says, like, oh, I've got dibs on Dean. And she signs to Eileen that she's because she's not much of a mountain climber anymore, which is just a really funny thing to say about Sam Winchester. Yeah. <laughs> not much of a mountain climber anymore. That's very good. Um, so they have to use Mildred as bait. And Sam's not happy about it, but Dean, we got to do it. Um, and then Sam teases Dean about his taste in Golden Girls. They joke about that for some reason. Chris, um, did you have you watched all I, the Golden please, Girls? Please, please don't make me talk about Golden Girls. I don't know shit about it, and I don't care. I just, I just, I have to bring this up because <laughs> please don't because Dean says he's into Blanche, which is fine, but Sam says he was always a Sophia guy, and Sophia is the is like the elderly mom of the three elderly women Listen, never had a mom dude <laughs> she's i mean yeah but would you say <sighs> i wouldn't know i don't know I, I made a note please don't let jeremy bring up golden girls i don't want to talk about it <laughs> lustiel right lustiel <laughs> i didn't really i didn't really make that note i'm just kidding uh, but i really don't i don't know shit about sam golden being girls. into sophia is the weirdest thing sam has said on this fucking on this show period uh-huh. end of story i believe it i believe it um Dean tells uh, Lucifer, aka Cass, not to tell Sam that he has the hots for Amara. He's like, that'd be really awkward. Um, and Lucifer, not realizing that he's supposed to be playing Dean's boyfriend, is like, yeah, no, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I totally don't have a problem with this. Uh, meanwhile, on the inside, underneath, the layer underneath, Castiel is screaming. <laughs> he's like, Dean, no! Um, but he can't do anything about it. Um... Sam and Marlene or Eileen uh, put up these runes that they're going to use to trap the Banshee. And then uh, Sam sits down to have a conversation um, and basically says like, Hey, what are you going to do after you kill this thing that killed your parents? And she's like, I don't know. Like they're still my parents, even though I never actually met them. Uh, Maybe after I kill this Banshee, I could be a lawyer like my mom. Um, And Sam's like, yeah, I used to think that too. Uh, But you know, I, now I'm just, I'm just going to be a hunter, but I could not do this without my brother. And he says like, my brother has had my back uh, every step of the way. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I mean, it's nice that you think that. Like, I'm glad that yeah. you can. You have I'm, some, I'm super happy you feel that way. <laughs> really glad that that's the, where you come out of, out of all of this. But like, mm. <laughs> it's hit or miss. That's all we'll say. I'm just there's a Wikipedia nerd over here. That's like a citation needed on this line of dialogue yeah. somewhere. Yeah. But, um, um, but he says, yeah, Dean has always had his back no matter how many times he's let Dean down. Um, and then Dean shows up. He's like, speak of the devil. Um, and he's, and Sam's like, please don't use that phrase. It really upsets me. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's got all the, their golden weapons. They're good to go. Um, Mildred takes Dean away so they can watch the sunset by the window. She asks him when was the last time he watched the sunset without waiting for something to go bump in the night. She hopes this won't be her last sunset. And for some reason, this scene was surprisingly poignant to me. I don't really know why, but it kind of got to me. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I kind of thought, especially with the Blanche line from earlier, where Dean like didn't laugh it off that this chick was into him after Sam says it. Uh, I kind of thought Dean was going to hit on this woman, mm-hmm, and like it mm-hmm. would be he's, a thing. He is running. He's running from his feelings for Amara. Exactly right. Like I kind of thought that, like, oh, Dean is in this weirdly like trapped position of having a boyfriend that's a fish, which like not a lot of sexual gratification there, and then also like mm-hmm. this GF that is kind of a god. Maybe he'll take the opportunity for a quickie with the with the mom from ET. Right? Yeah. They don't go there. Uh, instead, like they talk a lot about her living her life to the fullest and yada 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 yada. And uh, notably, like 
you just have to follow your heart uh, and go do whatever your heart tells you to do. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, yeah. Grandma. Thanks, Appreciate grandma. that bit of advice. I have student <laughs> loans, Grandma. I can't follow my yeah. heart and be in a Patsy yeah, Klein tribute nice? band. <laughs> um, so Dean promises that they'll save her. Yes. Um, your hand is still on my knee. I wrote mm. that line down. <laughs> well, I could move it up. <laughs> um, okay. Dean starts hearing the Banshee. Uh-oh. And yeah, turns out, plot twist, it's after him. He's the vulnerable one. So let's just talk about this right now. Is Dean vulnerable because he's in love or is it because he's like tormented by something or like, cause I, f- I do feel like, like falling in love with somebody is the most vulnerable you can be. Okay. But I, I also don't know if that's what they were trying to go for or if that's just me misinterpreting. It's what, weird. What feeling. It's, it's odd because they find out all of and the love other- is not the correct word, but you know what I mean? Sure. 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 Uh, I, they find out like every single victim that we've seen um, the dad in the cold open had a lot of mental health issues because of his work and because he'd lost his job or something. I, they, 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 there's a one line explanation of him having some mental health issues. Uh, the guy, the very first guy um, was had some health issues. Arthur was uh, feeling vulnerable because he had just gotten broke up with. So like the idea of being vulnerable as attractive to a Banshee is really kind of loosely defined here. And I think it could literally just be anything like, you could just say that Dean is vulnerable because he's been a hunter for 30 years at this point in his life. Sure, 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 sure. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, and I, I would just roll with you on that. Like, I don't specifically know if they were trying to tie it to Amar or not, but the fact at the end of the episode that he blows it off to Sam and says, oh, like the, the Banshee knew what we were trying to do and just went for me first. I kind of tell like the fact that he lies about it tells me that right. Dean is vulnerable in some way but I don't know that the audience knows what it is yet. Yeah. It's just the only thing that he's talked about this episode was the thing with Amara. It's that yeah. He can't resist it, you know, and he, he's feeling pretty weird about it. Cause you would think with the way they've been setting up Sam, that he'd be the one who was vulnerable, but, he, but he's yes. not. Um, yeah. It's, that's, that's where I thought his, this episode was going. As yeah. soon as the vulnerable thing came out, I was like, Oh, I see what's going to happen here. Despite his anxiety and everything that Sam is feeling his shame and stuff like that. I do genuinely think, that Sam doesn't feel that extra bit of vulnerability because he really believes that Dean has his back no matter what goes down. I think he's in a and he's in a headspace right now where he genuinely believes that it, it is a comfort to him despite everything else. And we've seen Sam kind of loosen up throughout this episode. Um, and yeah. So anyway, the Banshee attacks Dean. Yes. Um, Dean is knocked down. Um, Sam attacks, uh, tr- tries to attack the Banshee and gets thrown across the room. Uh, Dean starts knocking his head on the wall as Marlene is thrown down. Uh, Marlene signs to Mildred, hey, you got to do the thing with the sign. And she does, which freezes the Banshee in place and allows Marlene to stab it and kill it. Sam correctly signs thank you to Marlene for saving the day. Um, instead of fuck you, I keep saying Marlene. I know it's Eileen. I'm sorry, Supernatural fans. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I wrote Helene at first, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Helene um, <laughs> Bonham Carter, right? Like, that's the, so the we weren't the doing actress. a great job. Uh, we weren't doing a great job on this one. Um, so yeah, they, they slayed the Banshee. Yes. And Marlene is just, I'm sorry, what fucking Eileen is being super chill about everything. She's like, yeah, no, I got revenge, but like, I'm, I'm still a hunter. Like, this is the, like, this is what I do this is the only life that I know. I can't, I can't just go change that now. Um, and this and is Sam, Sam, Sam asks her to hang out. Yeah, definitely hits on her a little bit. And she's like, yeah, you can, 
you're not gonna call, you're not allowed to call me and she, she stops yeah. and goes you can call me but i'm not gonna answer and i'm like god damn i don't think Dude. sam has been shut down this hard since i don't know no. he drank a bunch of demon blood i don't know when the last time yeah. he's been shut down this hard is. she's like sorry i'm not into mountain climbing anymore and he wasn't he didn't read the script so he's not in on the joke i didn't say anything about mountain driving or mountain climbing i just wanted to hang out we could just go for coffee and some cbd <laughs> micro dosing that's what i was into <laughs> um God, Sam hates to be left out of an inside joke. Like that's the worst really, feeling in the world. It's the worst thing. The fish cast stuff. It took him forever, and then he really doubled down on it once he figured out what the joke was, <laughs> and then ruined it. Right? Like that's the and thing that Sam it. does. He is, ruined it. That's why that's, nobody yeah. tells him about the inside jokes because he just repeats it like it's a fucking Chris Rock them, yeah. line. Um. All right. So, um, Mildred tells Dean that, uh, she knows it would never have worked out between the two of them because she can tell that Dean is pining for someone else, I guess, confirming Dean's lust slash love slash yeah, attraction. It, it for comes Amora. up a couple of times. Yeah. So whatever it's it, this whole vulnerability thing has to be tied to her. Otherwise they wouldn't keep bringing it up. Sam and Dean, uh, say goodbye and walk to their car. Uh, Mildred gets one more chance to be super horny before, uh, we, we cut away from her and presumably never see her ever again. Um, and then we go back to the bunker where uh, Dean walks in and Sam kind of casually just throws a beer over his shoulder in such a way that makes me think that they did this take about 12 times to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, also, it's it's so Castiel's gone. It's worth noting that Dean. Who's that? Um, I don't I don't know what you mean. That, I, don't I don't know, know what you're that, me. that character that you mentioned. I'm not sure that I'm familiar with the with the Lucifer as portrayed by Misha Collins as uh represented to Dean as Castiel is gone and Dean says something seemed off about him because he would notice. I'm glad that they like he they pointed out that he, that he noticed. Um but yeah, who knows? All right, he's just do off doing cast stuff, I guess. Uh buying tacos or whatever the hell he gets up to. Um and then this is where Sam starts to open up about the stuff that was bothering him before says that he's you know he's glad that dean got him out of the house to come to work the job did make him feel better thankfully nobody died on this one so like they're pretty i mean arthur died but like they didn't even know that guy um, <laughs> that dude sent his wife a poop emoji when she said she was yeah. getting divorcing him like he can die it's okay yeah um so yeah sam says that lucifer showed him a highlight reel of his biggest failures and that is what's been really bothering him um and and finally he says that he he should have looked for dean when he was in purgatory and he's never forgiven himself for it. And Dean doesn't really like get into it, but he's like, well, I have, I've forgiven you. Uh, it's in the past and it's forgiven. I want to believe that's a genuine moment, but Dean does kind of like brush it off, which seems like a Dean thing to do. Like he's like, yeah, I don't, yeah, no dude, it's cool. Like for real, it's cool. All right. But I don't want to talk about it. I think that that is still okay. I don't think that's anything trying to be weird. I don't no. know. Um, you know what so is yeah, say <laughs> That the banshee went for Dean. That the, <laughs> And she went for Dean, and then uh, Sam's reaction to this is to put the brochure for the retirement home into his memory box. Yeah, so at the beginning of this, or some, Sam had a conversation with somebody at some point about how, like, yeah, their hunters are going to die doing this. Like, there's no happy ending. Um, Dean made some comment about, like, hey, wouldn't you want to retire at a place like this? And Dean was like, fuck you, Dean. I'm fucking emo this week, dude. Um, so I guess this is supposed to be like, the, the hope that one day they'll be able to put all this to rest and maybe not literally go to this retirement home, but they can retire. I think that that's what that's supposed to mean. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, cause he said the thing at the retirement home and that's how they have the conversation when they're digging up that poor man's body of Dean. Like you act, you acted kind of weird about retirement, man. Like, what do you think? And like, that's how Sam gets into all of this. I did not put that together in the slightest that this was like him <laughs> saying like, Oh, maybe I do have a chance. Like even becoming, 
like more comfortable with the idea of him, his life as a hunter with Dean backing him up and all of that. That's, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. actually relatively good. I was, I thought this was the weirdest fucking thing ever. I'm like, this is <laughs> like, this is a, there's a picture of your mom in there, Sam. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Like, are right. you, were you that he's, into the deaf chick? Like, is that what this is? Like, what the fuck? He's just putting uh you know, he's, he's putting, he's putting his hope into this, into this box essentially. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense for his like little arc for this episode of being bummed out and then realizing that he's got Dean's got his back and that everything's going to be okay. Um, and then they both head off to bed. And this time, Sam is able to sleep. We saw him tossing a turning before. He's able to sleep now, but now it's Dean who lies awake and he like sits up in bed. And this is I was asking the question: Is while in my notes I wrote, "Is this motherfucker lovesick?" But uh, for the sake of the podcast, is is Dean lovesick? That that's the question that I'm posing. Um, and I don't think mean lovesick in the traditional sense. Um, but I do think that maybe he's starting to realize the, the control that she had over him or by talking to Castiel about it, he has sort of realized that maybe this is a little bit more serious than he wanted to let himself believe because Dean's very much a, you know, push it away, ignore it. It'll go away kind of guy, stuff like this, especially. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering if kind of, if talking about the fact that he had the chance to kill her and didn't, or, you know, I kind of liked it like that, that whole admission to Castiel has made Dean feel more vulnerable. How how would you feel if the show, uh, kind of took that lovesick angle literally? And, um, like we've seen, obviously the bark has had seriously serious negative consequences on everybody that's touched. Um, it, it, it was so bad that like breaking it off of Dean's body released the darkness. I wonder with their connection with both of them having the mark or whatever, I know Dean doesn't have it anymore, but both of them having had, had it, uh, if that could be physically mm-hmm. and mentally and magically harming Dean somehow, even from I could see that. Um, and I'd be, like I, I would kind of be into something like that because I, the idea of God's sister just being super horny for Dean, um, and them like banging it out on an episode in the back of the Impala or something is is dreadful to me. Like I just I would right. I want something right. more than that, and I would much rather like Dean have this like push pull with this cosmic entity that just looks like a hot chick rather than mm-hmm. an actual like relationship with. Uh, I I do hope that yeah I mean. She has to have a purpose for Dean. Yes. I think that that part of her connection to him is this genuine thing, and it's very weird. Um, But I think it's partially genuine, but I also think that she absolutely is a cosmic entity with way bigger things to concern herself with than a human man. So I think part of it's real, but she has to have a purpose for him. And I don't know if she would willfully want Dean to suffer physical consequences of, like, sickness because of her. Um, but I could see her trying to slowly kind of like worm him into this position where he has to do something for her. Um, I could also see them just putting Dean in an uncomfortable situation of having these feelings that he's feeling and then being forced to defeat her. Um, and I don't know if we see a, if we see a Lucifer Amara face off, if Dean would do something to aid Amara in that situation. I don't know, but, um, Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what's going to happen. I kind of feel like eventually he's going to have to choose between Amara and Sam and I'm going to get really annoyed at it. So, let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yep. Um what a, I, before we before we leave, I think we need to do um we didn't really talk about her a lot, uh but 
um, Eileen in this episode. Um, a the idea of a deaf hunter um, who has been out there chasing banshees and presumably killing monsters along the way is extremely exciting to see any kind of representation of not only just a woman, but like a woman with a handicap, quote unquote. Um, it's still okay to call deaf a handicap, right? I don't know. Um, like hearing just, impairment, I think is what she, she says she's, she's hearing yeah. impaired. I think that's the term she's, I mean, that's, yeah, I guess it's probably something that I can't, I can't remember if like, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, somebody educate me because I don't talk about deaf people ever. So, um, I, I just the idea of, of that character existing in the supernatural universe a small spoiler for you i asked the discord if she becomes a recurring character because i'd seen her actress name quite a bit around but didn't mm-hmm. know who she was um and somebody said yes she does become a recurring character so we have oh, that to look forward to interesting and well, I just wanted, spoilers hey i just wanted to i wanted to mention that now so that we uh we we, we, we talk enough niceness about her when we she comes up so we don't accidentally mm-hmm. just forget about mm-hmm. talking about her um Sure, 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 sure. And what a good episode overall. Like, I'd, for just a kind of average monster of the week, we got like a lot of emotional value out of it. And the boys are actually talking to one another, Chris. I can't express how happy I am that these two get dudes are communicating with each other in clear ways, not really hiding anything from each other because they can't really express the things that they aren't talking about yet. And I think that's really, really interesting and good. And I just, I'm just happy with where we are in the supernatural universe. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm happy with where we're going. I'm I'm real curious about a whole lot of things, and I'm excited about what's going to happen. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you want to support the show, the best place to do so is at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Um, I said a different Patreon because I'm a professional. Oh, come on. Come on. Uh, that's the best place to do so. You get all kinds of cool features if you donate a couple of bucks a month. Um, you can also leave reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts. I think we got some new ones of those lately, so thank you very much for that. Um, and also, just straight up tell your supernatural friends about the podcast. That word of mouth is the biggest way to support us. For we sure. appreciate every single drop. Is that what you call words that come out of people's mouths? I'm kind of I, loopy, Chris. Let's get I out of here. I don't know. Have you been microdosing? <laughs> I've been, I may have started microdosing towards the end of this podcast. I'm going to go microdose some more. And uh, until then, oh, wait, I got to read the, the, the teaser for the next episode. Yeah. What is going to happen on season 11, episode 12? Oh, Kim Rhodes returns as sheriff at Jody Mills. All right. It's been a while. It's been a while. Goodbye, everybody. What the hell? Fucking Christ, Discord. Whoa. You don't talk to a guy in a week and that's how you greet him? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Hey, Mr. Moser, how are you doing today? Hello. Great to hear from you, Mr. Greer. Hope things are well. Things are well. How's how's the wife and kids? Everything going great. good? Everyone's great. Thomas is in second grade. How's the I old uh, How's the old boss and at IBM? Hey, you better believe it. IBM, more like IBS. Oh, that's the Chris Mosier that I know and love. Hey. Always making those good IBM slash IBS oh. jokes. It's amazing that you have so many and that you've told me all of them today. It's remarkable that you keep bringing them up. It's weird and and just kind of surprising that you keep uh. bringing up your medical condition that involves poop falling out your butt. You know...
people the people love to hear people about it and that. i like i just like making people happy you know sure that's what they teach you over at ibs am i right that's right that's right been a long time feels like since i've been on this microphone it does feel like it's been a long time it i mean I, i'm happy to be back into it because you know last week we did record but it was at the beginning of the week and mm-hmm. then schedule got all messed up but like work was so insane and i mean it was fine but it was just super 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 busy so at the end of the day every day i'm like all right i'm just going to bed um i didn't do that i never went to bed on time uh and i just <laughs> continued to be super tired but um that and then not recording because of that but then having two days off which is nice to have an extra two days off but my like i just i'm so thrown off my routine is like completely thrown away so i'm glad to be recording again and i don't want to go back to work but it's still getting that routine back is is good yeah it's um it's mardi gras where i am Mm -hmm. and uh me and autumn Number one, it feels like a Saturday. Like businesses are closed. Yeah. <laughs> like there's nobody out. Like you, if, if like we made the mistake of um, like, oh, uh, we saw on Facebook that our favorite pizza place was open, and uh, I didn't realize the parade ran directly by the pizza place. So we drive downtown, mm-hmm. and it's like roads are closed, and there's cops, <laughs> and people are walking around, and there's a bunch of hollering because it's Mardi Gras, and that's what people do on Mardi Gras. So like we get tra- caught up in all this weird like traffic bullshit. And uh, like Autumn was saying something, she's like, "Well, yeah, I'm gonna have to do such and such tomorrow." And I'm like, "Why would you call your manager on a Sunday?" Like, I just immediately just assumed <laughs> that it was a Sunday. So yeah, yeah, my my schedule's all fucked up. Local bones notes, baby. Have you um have you had any time for um some gaming despite it being Mar- despite the fact that it's Mardi Gras? Did I uh did I tell you about Children of Morta yet? No, I don't know what that is. So Children of Morta is like a uh it's kind of like a roguelike in that you um it's kind of picture a Diablo perspective, like that isometric perspective. Okay. You have a character, they have abilities and moves, they earn experience. As they level up, they gain more abilities and moves. Uh, there's no equipment, so you don't find so like loot or anything. You're naked. Well, I mean, you have like, like you have stuff that you use, but like you don't. You're not finding like a plus three sword or anything. Right, right, right. Um, it's you go out, you try to get as far as you can. You die. You start over from the beginning. Um, hopefully, you found some shit along the way to upgrade your 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 base or your whatever. Um, it's it's set in like this fantasy world. All of the classes, quote unquote, are family members so far. So like there's there's the dad who has like an axe and a shield. There's the older sister who has a bow and can um like do this like explosion thing. Um we finally unlocked the next 
quote unquote class who is just Kevin, who's a young boy with two blades. Right. I just really like that he's named Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're kind of fainting at some at some stuff uh, where. Like Uncle Ben wrote a letter to his ex Sheila, uh, asking her to come back and help the family. And I'm like, I bet that's going to be like a chick that I can level up and play as. Yeah, uh, probably. The sister whose name I forget is like, um, it's, it's she's got some sort of fire magic, but we haven't unlocked her yet. Uh, we did see a cutscene where she was practicing her fire magic and she set herself on fire, which was very funny. Okay. Uh, very but cool, that's kind of like cool. the, and it's all this like gorgeous pixel art. Uh, so. You like do a run, you come back home, you usually get like a cutscene that expands the story a little bit, um, whether it's the sister setting herself on fire or like before we unlocked Kevin, um, Uncle Ben had given Kevin his blades and then the mom comes over and is like, he's way too young for this. So takes the blades away. So uh, Kevin steals the blades and goes out and like kills some stuff and then comes back and is like, hey, I'm home. And everyone's really mad, but also like, home. oh, maybe, maybe this is understandable. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but it's co-op. And it's kind of like Diablo 3, so Autumn likes it. Uh, oh, very cool. So very cool. me and her have been playing that together quite a bit. It's really fucking hard. Like, I, I wish it was about 20% like easier. Whether you're, it just it seems like we're on like level six or seven, um, mm-hmm. like experience-wise. And it's just like, everything just seems like a grind. So I don't know how we're going to hold off to it. Maybe when you, uh, you know, get over the hump, then it becomes that's what I'm significantly hoping. easier. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the hump will be. Maybe it's you know Kevin gets a third blade. Who knows? Uh, who knows? Or or like the sister, like Monica. I don't really remember what her name is, but everybody has basic ass names in this crazy fantasy universe where corruption is coming across the land, and the grandmother that's has funny. to sing a song about it or something. Um, um, so but, it does. Like obviously, it sounds like it's got humor to it. Oh no! This is all treated like it, it sounds. If it sounds it's humorous, that, that's because Jeremy Greer is, is talking about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, all of this stuff oh. is, is delivered super seriously. Like everything is like there's a narrator that's kind of doing. Have you ever heard or seen anybody play Darkest Dungeon before? Um, I know what it looks like, but I don't know anything about it. Um, it it, it has like a super old guy narrator who's like so-and-so kevin Mm -hmm. needed his blades but he also needed permission from his mother like it's 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 a little over the top i'm into that that sounds fun it's fun it's good uh i mean it's i'll I'll be interested to see if it gets easier at any point because right now we it took us maybe like what feels like 30 runs to to beat the first boss whoa yeah it seems a little excessive in my mind um but we only fought the boss twice like it took us that long to be able to get to the point where we could get to the first boss yeah that sounds beefy it's it was it's 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 tense dude it's very very tense well that's fun that you what are you playing that on uh ps4 but it's out on everything oh i've never even heard of this game what in tarnation i heard um go look at it like the the pixel art is beautiful like it's it's really really gorgeous Mm -hmm. uh i feel like with pixel art especially i'm kind of hit or miss nowadays because there's there's definitely as pretty as it is I feel like I'm getting hit a lot and I don't really see that happening because of like the mm-hmm. retro kind of stylings of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like I wish in some cases it was just normal fucking game so I could see yeah. what's happening yeah. on the screen. Um, I, I, you know, pixel art is very cool, but um, my nostalgia doesn't really stretch back that much to that stuff. Cause the, I didn't get into video games really until like 3d shitty 3d games. So uh, I want to, I'm waiting for the indie revival of shitty 3d games. I know that there's some like small like survival horror games that look like Silent Hill on PS1. I don't really know if that's what I want, but um, <laughs> I, I like 3D spaces in games. Um, and and pixel art and 3D spaces don't seem to go hand in hand. Did you see the um, P3 
PS1 haunted disc thing that's re- recently came out. What? No. It's a. Uh, it's basically what you're saying. Like it's it's like a a video game made in the stylings of a PS1 horror game, but it's a it's a new uh. game. Um, and it's got all kinds of weird stuff in it, and it's actually looks it looks very scary and legit. Like it looks super cool. Uh, I follow some of those like weird horror devs uh, on Twitter that make some of that stuff, and it's always really cool to see their screenshots. I'm going to need those ats because I want to see those screenies. Right. I'll send you some shit and see if you dig it. <laughs> <laughs> There's some weird horror stuff out there. I wish I could. Uh, yeah. Like all of it's on PC. And I know you have like a laptop that can kind of play games, but I don't. Yeah. So. I'm just like, that's not my vibe. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a true gamer. I'm local bones uh, knows game podcast host local bones but i don't know i don't know anything about pc gaming yeah and and hey don't i'm I'm almost 40 chris don't want to learn mm-hmm. sorry it's just you got know, other stuff i could do like you know lift weights get reps for sure i went for a run today did you really um, you finally did it dude <laughs> exercising sucks exercising is <laughs> exercising sucks. it's the but worst after after last week of like working eating like shit and then coming home and playing like four hours of video games without moving my body and then falling asleep i was like all right <laughs> i'm probably gonna have a heart attack like next week if i don't do something about this soon so i went for a run today and it's one of those things that always you know i know i'm gonna feel better after the fact i kept trying to remind myself like you're gonna feel better this afternoon it's gonna feel great but while i was doing it it sucked really bad i only ran two miles that's not even a lot but for an out of shape um husky mother effer like me that's pretty tough <laughs> yeah dude I, I i feel you i finally i've been i've been skipping the gym a lot lately uh and i went back this morning and that thing that always happens to me where i'm at the gym and i feel like i this is just a tremendous waste of my time and i could literally be uh-huh. doing anything else and be more productive or happier or whatever started happening i just yeah it's really difficult to make yourself do shit that you don't want to do like that like it yeah. just sucks Yep. I just wanted to spend my whole day gaming. You know what? Didn't even game today. Didn't even freaking game today. What uh I was about to say, you didn't do any gaming today? Not today. I played last week I played all of the PS2 game, Haunting Ground, after finally tracking that sucker down, getting it from GameStop of all damn places. Um Do you know do you know what that game is? No. I I, I know nothing about it. Yeah. I feel like I barely even knew what it was before I went <laughs> to get it. It's like um, so it's made by Capcom. I think it came out in 2005, right around the time of Resident Evil 4, but it isn't like Resident Evil 4. It isn't an over-the-shoulder shooter action horror game. It's, um, I guess, a little bit closer to the older style Resident Evil. You are playing as a disempowered young woman who is in a giant, spooky, gothic castle um, trying to escape, um, which means solving puzzles and avoiding your pursuers there are like five main pursuers the five main bosses in the game who throughout different sections of the of the game will be chasing you down they have essentially like different rules that you have to follow to try and avoid them and there's different um you know skills that you need to develop i guess to to be able to avoid them so that's where the horror comes in is you're playing as this character trying to escape a castle solving puzzles in like typical resident evil style of some it, not as obscure thankfully because it was 2005 they had learned to like make puzzles make sense a little bit um while running away from from baddies and every time somebody will show up you'd have to like ditch what you're doing and like run away and like hide in a closet somewhere um different things like that um you also have a dog companion in that game so 10 out of 10 
That's all I got to hear. 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10 game. Um, yeah, it's actually like it, it held up super well. The environments looked really great. The animations were pretty good. Can you pet the um, dog? The story, you can pet the dog a lot. It's a big mechanic of the game is petting the dog. Um, you use the like left or right analog stick to, if you press like up, it's like go search or attack or whatever. One of them is like, you know, come back. One of them is scold the dog and one of them is pet the dog. And on my crappy PS2 controller, I kept meaning, meaning to press up being like, go search. But I would accidentally press it, press it left and I would be scolding the dog. <gasps> and that was traumatizing. Why even have the button? What are you, Why do, even what have are the you doing? Why Capcom, the that's a bad button. Um, but yeah, this is a really good game. It's one of the better old horror games that I've played. Um, it doesn't feel dated. Obviously, it looks a little bit fuzzy because it was on a PS2. But it's hard to believe that like, this game just like doesn't exist in any other format because it seems like something Capcom could easily have just like slapped on the PSN store. But I don't know. It was a good game. I liked it. It was worth it for me as like a collector and as somebody who enjoys horror games. Um, so that was good. Um, I played that and then I played Fatal Frame 5 oh, yeah, made yeah. of Blackwater on Wii U. Um, I was telling you I bought that game because uh, I think there was something where either the Wii U eShop was shutting down or it was like you couldn't use credit cards on it anymore or something like that mm-hmm. um, back in August. So I just bought that game because I like Fatal Frame and I never played that one. The price never went down. So I think I paid 50 or $60 for it. Um, bought it, never touched it. Got back into horror games this last couple of weeks, so I thought, all right, screw, I'm going to play through this whole game so that I can put the Wii U to rest. I'm going to bring it out back, and I'm going to put a bullet in, and that's, that's that. Um, and yeah, that game is, like, all right. It's, if you like the older Fatal Frame games, which, is, again, is a lot of exploring spooky environments and solving puzzles and stuff like that. This game is just basically, like, an on-rails shooter, except your, you know, your gun is a camera and all the enemies are ghosts. Um you which, spend the entire which sounds game. like the dream Chris Mosier game, like the Fatal Frame yes. series. It feels like like somebody peeked into your brain and was like, "Yeah, I can uh-huh. do that. I can definitely do 100%, this." One hundred percent, one hundred percent. But this game, you just spend like the whole game, like running up and down the same mountain over and over again. Like you got to stick to the path. You got to just like run up to get to the haunted inn, take some pictures, and then you finish the level, and then you start back over at your house where some spooky stuff is happening. And overall, the game had some like some great tension, some great moments, but it like was one of those games of 100% outstayed its welcome <laughs> like the final like you place three different characters throughout the game and the final level has you play as all three of them and the first part of the level for all three of them is the exact same thing of running oh up God. a huge mountain to get so really wanted to be done with that but what um so yeah it's a wii u game so i'm assuming at some point uh-huh. it has you like look down at the controller so mm-hmm. that you could see something there that's not on the screen it's a did they do you any gimmicky little- stuff you use the uh the the Wii U, U gamepad or whatever as your camera. Um, now I turned off like the actual motion controls, so I didn't have to like stand up and like wave it around completely. Um, but I had to like tilt the camera to like get different like angles on the shots or on the ghosts or whatever. Um, so it it was pretty involved. And the further in I got into the game, I actually found that like it it was pretty innovative. Like it was actually kind of fun to play this way. And I think it would have probably been a shame if they hadn't tried this, even though this game is stuck on Wii U and that sucks because like who's ever going to play it? Um, it just seems like this was exactly the kind of game that the Wii U <laughs> was made for. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad they did it, even though it's kind of weird and it doesn't really feel like a very good Fatal Frame game. Um, it was an interesting experience. And I'm surprised that this game isn't more popular with like streamers or like YouTubers. I mean, maybe it was when it came out. It's like five years old now. But it just seems like the type of game that like it's got the jump scares and the spooky shit. 
so that your Markipliers and people like that can like scream and pretend like they're having a big reaction to, to all these little things. Um, <laughs> I know I've said this on the podcast before, but my my favorite version of that is um, Until Dawn, which mm-hmm. if you uh, had a PlayStation camera connected and you were playing it, would uh, snap a picture of you after <laughs> during every big jump scare. And uh, like at the time, my couch, like all of my stuff was in this like one bedroom of ours. We didn't have our living room set up. And so like every single picture that it took was just literally me sitting on the couch with my feet up, <laughs> like just chill <laughs> as hell. And like, not that the game wasn't scary. I really like Until Dawn. I think they did a really good job like with tension and like they, they had a certain amount of jump scares that were interesting. Oh, wow. Cows are fighting in my front yard. Cows? Cows. There are two cows. I'm sorry. They are, they are headbutting one another in the field. Get the phone out. I want to see. I don't know. I don't know if it'll be able to take a picture through the window that looks like doesn't look like anything but shit. This is a this is a breaking local bones nose gaming bulletin. Um, we have the Xbox uh, Series X specs, and we have cows fighting in Jeremy's front lawn. Okay, stay this, tuned, folks. This is going to be a really. I'm going to try to get this. This is super zoomed in, but I'll, I'll try to text it to you and see if it comes across. Um, but yeah, just like every single screenshot that it took was like, oh, hey, this is just a guy sitting on his couch. Like, there's no no, no weirdness to that. Yeah. What right. happened? It looks just like a like a green, like it looks a picture of my blinds, which are kind of dirty. So don't uh-huh. laugh. Uh, but if you look through the blinds, you can see like a green blob and a white blob. Um, and they are they are they are headbutting one another. I'm waiting. Now, oh shit, I just sent that to Autumn. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> good, good deal. Um, now that now the cows are not fighting, they are just eating grass. So, What are they doing on your lawn? <laughs> oh, they're across the street. They're, they, they live across the street. <clears throat> Dude. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's cows across my street. This Alright, yeah, I guess I can kind of make those out. I'm used to playing PS2 games now, so. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pixels. <laughs> basically it's pixels it's pixels what happened to um is it man of medan or something like that the game that they made after until dawn um it seems like it was really bad like people really didn't like it do you know anything about this is this not the um oh i did not play this I, was this was this a psvr game is that no because it's on i don't platforms. think though they did they did until dawn like rush of blood or something which is psvr that's what i was thinking man of yeah, yeah. man of medan i don't really know what it is i've seen like a little like a trailer for it or with like the dark pictures production and, yeah, or something the dark, like that the pictures anthology an interactive drama survival horror video game developed by supermassive games published by bandai seven out of ten on steam 4.2 out of five on gamestop Okay, that's a pretty good score. Yeah, I think I might be I, like on the lookout for this for like ten dollars or something. I might play this. I follow a lot of um, you know people who are really into horror games on um, Instagram, and from everything I, I took from them, like basically everybody hated it. So I don't know what the issue was. Oh, Maybe it's just not really like a superb uh, horror game. Although I people gamers, capital G gamers, do seem to be blindly transfixed by anything with good graphics um like detroit become human like all those games where people are just like this is art meanwhile it's just like the most ham-fisted shitty bullshit ever and gamers are like no we have to rise up david cage is a is a luminary he is our he is going to lead us to the future meanwhile there's just like rampant sexual harassment at their studio it's just like gamers are just so easily 
just bullshitted, I guess. Did you, uh, I think I sent you this trailer, uh, but I watched a show called Letterkenny. Um, and the actress, the main actress in that is in this like weird FMV game called The Complex. Um, which is like a, it's kind of like a choose your own adventure, keep people alive about some sort of outbreak mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. Britain or whatever. Um, and I just, it was hilarious to me because I, I, the idea of doing like a choose your own adventure, full motion video, like video game, it just sounds incredibly hard, right? It just seems yeah. like it would take you years to do that. Mm-hmm. And on her, the way I found it was I was looking at her Twitter and she said, um, Oh, I, this game has finally got a, a like a, a release date announced uh, so I could talk about it. I flew over there and filmed it for five weeks and they were the craziest five weeks of my life. It was a whirlwind experience. And I was like, five weeks? That was it? That's so long. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it's just like they already have it all planned out. So you just got to like, you just got to do it. You just have to film the, the scenes. Yeah, but it just seems like, like if you're a writer in a room and you see a certain actor or actress like doing something like you'd want to write for that and change that to some degree. It just, it boggled my mind that it only took, but five gamers weeks. aren't going to do that. It's true. It's true. We as gamers are the lowest common denominator. We will accept anything. <laughs> gamers suck. Gamers are terrible. It's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Um, so, do you have anything else to talk about besides the local bones nose gaming podcast or no local bones knows game podcast where are you complete. are you on a uh, stitcher nowadays where, where can people find the we're podcast? all exclusively on stitcher exclusively on stitcher okay cool 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 how's yeah. the uh how's the spot i know you were trying to get purchased you were kind of angling yourself setting yourself up to be purchased by spotify how's that any, any talks um no bites happening? yet no bites but i think uh i've said i've sent some pretty promising emails okay Okay. Um, I've gotten some pretty promising out of office messages. Ooh, <laughs> so, nice, um, nice. that means, Hey, that means that you have a correct email address. My that's friend, right. that's step that's one right. is getting that the is, correct contact information. That's, the, that's the gamer way. That is the gamer way. Uh, do you want to do a podcast? Yeah. What, which podcast are we doing? Supernatural. <laughs>